I tell talent, if you don't like change, then you will really hate irrelevance. Because mm-hmm. the world around us all day long is changing, and you have to change and modernize and update your show all the time because it's art, it's living, and it's breathing. And the biggest mistake I hear are shows that are frightened of change. Welcome to Brand with On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Talent today need to be multimedia stars, and their companies have to support and give them the resources to elevate them there. It's no longer good enough just to be great on the radio. You have to be great on the radio, but you have to have a television presence, a community presence. Uh, you have to have a social media presence, and they all have to interact with one another in in a way that is generated by content. Brandwith on demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the mediamorphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach Kipper McGee. If you Google the term radio top 10 talent coach, you're likely to see the name Steve Reynolds. Yeah, Steve Reynolds. He's the guy that began his on-air career in the 90s, worked his way up to programming and management positions at stations including the legendary WRAL, among many others. In 2001, he started the Reynolds Group, helping radio stations across the country. He's known for his innovative and effective strategies that improve radio programming and get good ratings in all kinds of formats, and he's helped launch and relaunch many successful radio stations. He's written for the big media publications, a frequent speaker at industry events, and this time around, Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome back the top 10 talent coach, Steve Reynolds. Hey, Steve. Whoa. Goodness, cue the, cue the golf applause. That, I could ne- David, I could never live up to that intro. That's insane. It's insane. Oh, we have no doubt. It's great to be back with you guys. I adore this podcast, and I'm just so happy to be conversing with you on all things radio. Really important. So the last time that you joined us was right before the pandemic, as I recall. So now that we had kind of a chance to figure out what is yet another new normal, we get the challenges, but the question really is, what do you see as some of the bigger opportunities for the shows, especially those that are doing local radio today? Yeah. For me, one of, the, one of my takeaways from COVID was how desperate listeners are for connection. You know, radio has some superpowers and its intimacy to me has always been probably at the very top of the list. Mm-hmm. Our superpowers just, I mean, it's what the three of us learned when we were young and in the business and growing one-to-one. It's just you and it's me and that's it. And what we learned in COVID was though the numbers were down, listening was less, people were at home. Most of our listening is in cars. People are desperate to connect with other human beings. I don't know if you guys, you guys both have the internet where you live now, don't you? The interweb has reached, yes, it has reached us. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the world is, if you spend five minutes a day on the internet, the world is a difficult, I'll say it, ugly place sometimes. Mm -hmm. And our intimacy brings people safety and takes fear away. And we can remind people how nice the world can be if we're nice to them and connect with them. And there's a very interesting article in the New York Times. The Surgeon General 
as we tape this, in the last week wrote an op-ed in the New York Times about something I talk to shows on all the time, the epidemic of loneliness in the world. We're all on social media. We all are texting all day long. And, you know, I check Facebook 45,000 times a day. And <laughs> most people feel lonely. They feel alone. And I would say the opportunity that has presented itself in this this new normal that you reference, Kipper, is for us to be that companionship with the listeners without ever sacrificing our relevancy, our sense of humor, our honesty. We do it through our authenticity. If we don't take advantage of that in all the ways in which we can have a relationship with this listener, we'll never build that, that loyalty through connection that will make us relevant and powerful again in this fractured media landscape. Yeah, Steve, that's a good point. But what are some of the common mistakes that radio personalities make and how can they be avoided? Well, let's play off that theme of fear. I mean, David, there's a lot of, there's talent that are scared. They're scared about their jobs. They're scared with the world around them. They're scared of change. Before I moved to where I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, to do mornings at WRDU, I was you know, I was, I remember like it was yesterday. It was the eighties. I was with my mother in her Brown Delta 88 Oldsmobile on the freeways of Los Angeles. We had gone back to her workplace where my contract was faxed and I'd never seen anything like this before. And I'm an insecure 25 year old and I'm reading this contract in the car and I get more and more worried about what am I signing here? This seems serious. And my mother said, well, what's the worst that could happen? And I said, I could fail. And she said, so what? So what if you fail in Raleigh, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you move on to the next thing. She said, Stephen, because she's one of very few people who called me Stephen. So if either of you call me Stephen before the end of our time today, I'll, I'll think you're channeling my mother. <laughs> she said, she said, Stephen, the only thing that can't be undone is jumping off of a building. You jump, you're obligated. Gravity takes over. You can't undo that. So why don't you embrace the change in your life and go and see about this job in Raleigh? Well, here we are, guys. I don't even want to give you how many years later. It's measured in decades. I love where I live. I see great opportunity here. I tell talent, if you don't like change, then you will really hate irrelevance because mm -hmm. the world around us all day long is changing and you have to change and modernize and update your show all the time because it's art it's living and it's breathing and the biggest the biggest mistake i hear are shows that are frightened of change and we as managers of those people have got to do the work to take that fear away so that our shows stay in constant connection with wherever the audience is in that moment mm -hmm. emotionally so moving forward, how can smarter radio people, and we've always got the A students and then some others, so taking that in a slightly different direction, how can the smart radio people really keep up with all of the changing things and trends and all of that, which you're kind of talking about, to find that opportunity that we all have? And, and part of my question is, a process of elimination because we're all over flooded with information. So mm -hmm. what would you recommend for them to distill 
not so much for their show prep, but for their life prep. So your question is, how can smart people keep up with the changing trends? That's yeah, easy. Without- that, that's easy, Kipper. That's, that's easy for me. Find smarter people. I mean, when I was, when I was a young air personality and I was kind of finding my way, I, I was that guy, again, back to when all of us were young in the business, we'd send off five-inch reels and mm, right. resumes and package. Remember those days? Sure. Oh, sure. I remember getting a letter from a program director who turned me down and he said, you sound like you're trying to find your way as, as, a, as a morning person. And, and they were right. And then this line that I've never forgotten, to copy one is plagiarism, to copy six is research. Go do your research. I've never forgotten that line. The benefit of what I do as a talent coach now is that every hour I'm in the face of a different show and I see how different they all are and how they make decisions and how they view strategy and what their take is on the world and their sense of humor. I I think you have to find people smarter than you. It's kind of trite to say that. I think you have to do the work to be comfortable, to be open, to be influenced by a handful of people you trust who will challenge how you view all of this. So your thinking is evolving and how you view it changes. Back to that change again. I think that's what you do. I'm, I'm super lucky that over the span of my career, I mean, I always say that Steve Reynolds as a person doesn't really exist. I'm, I'm a Frankenstein. That's, I'm a Frankenstein. All I am is an amalgamation of all the smart people that I've been lucky enough to run into. And then I suck them dry of everything you know, that I find to be great. And that becomes part of my ethos as a, as a radio professional. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are days that John Coleman can't get out of bed. I've taken so much from John. I mean, John might be, you know, my, my, one of my, I call him my rabbi when I'm in trouble, Mm -hmm. I call my rabbi, but there are, there are many that I've surrounded myself with. Then I try to remember that when I'm talking, I ain't learning. So just ask a lot of questions, take in the input, sift through what's important and not. And that becomes part of your philosophy. And that's what I try to do with shows as well is just find smarter people and ask lots of questions and be influenced by them so that my thinking doesn't fall into a rut. That's a good point, Steve. What would you say some of the effective strategies are for building and maintaining an audience in today's ultra-competitive world? Well, okay, so here we are, and, uh, you know, it's it's not 1985 any longer, just uh, you and a couple of other good shows in your market, and TV is nowhere on the map and the internet doesn't exist. And so Spotify is in the future and Facebook's in the future and Twitter's in the future and Instagram's in the future. Talent today need to be multimedia stars and their companies have to support and give them the resources to elevate them there. It's no longer good enough just to be great on the radio. You have to be great on the radio, but you have to have a television presence, a community presence, Uh, You have to have a social media presence and they all have to interact with one another in, in a way that is generated by content. Wherever that audience is, why do they choose to interact with you on that platform in that way? It's because of the content that you offer. So you can't do great content on the air and then say, hey, on Facebook, we're going to tell everyone what's coming up on the show today because that's blah, blah, blah to 
Facebook users and they're going to do what they do to a break. They're just going to scroll past you. So there needs to be a content strategy that is married under what your brand represents, what your show is about. And it needs to permeate all of these platforms and you have to have a presence everywhere. I look at, I'm fascinated. I, I would love to have an inside seat in iHeart. I have a zillion questions about what was done. Um, I'm going to use this word. I think it's crass. I don't mean it in a crass way. So I apologize. I can't think of a more delicate word. What was done to create Ryan Seacrest and Bobby Bones? Because both of them are more than just radio stars. No matter if I turn left and right, that's where they are. I mean, I've always believed that there's a Ryan Seacrest factory somewhere that just churns out Ryan Seacrest <laughs> to go do all of the things that Ryan does. But each feeds on the other <laughs> and they're, each of them are bigger perceived as bigger stars and more mm -hmm. valuable to their companies because they have a presence everywhere. And I want to know, how did that happen? The talent need to have a, a, a business manager who will help them put that together. And our, our forward-thinking companies need to find their talent who can have that persona and help them develop that business plan, a model by which they ascend to that for as uh, God rest her soul, Dame Edna used to say, a gigastarm, so that they can be gigastarm. Right. You know, that raises kind of an interesting question in that we've got the Ryan Seacrest, we've got the Bobby Bones, we've got a few more on kind of smaller levels, a little bit more, smaller galaxies, if you will, but they're still kind of superstars. But yet, when you think back, I mean, in the early days of rock and roll, of course, Alan Freed was one who was all over the place until he wasn't for obvious reasons. But Dick Clark, too, was, was one. I mean, he's a TV producer. He was host of a number of shows. We still have New Year's Rock and Eve named after him years after his passing. I guess one question I would ask you is, why do you think there aren't a few more Bobby Bones and Ryan Seacrest or have been over the years. And is that an opportunity for people to really strive to have more of a global 360 plan for their career rather than just a radio show? Yeah. Excellent question. I don't know why we don't have more. I mean, the easy, the easy answer, and I don't think it's the valid answer is that we've not been committed to creating them. Um, you know, as, as the industry has become smaller and money is a critical element of the thought process of the stations, you need those resources. We can't hope our talent there. We have to have, um, we have to commit resources to do it. And I think because of, in, in some respects, how the industry has changed, we've not had that resource necessary to create them. And we've become maybe shorter term thinking than we should in, in, in some instances. Um, and not every talent has the money to employ these people to help them become them. And then we all, we become about tomorrow's show or next week's show and not what I want my career to be. And so in no way is this an indictment on any company or any talent. We just have not thought about this. And I think if we're going to continue to stay relevant into the future, and I think our industry is immensely relevant, I think if we are going to stay relevant and we're going to do it through talent and we're going to do it with long-term game plans to create these, these gigastars, if I might, for the benefit of the radio station and the cluster and the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
the always amazing Steve Reynolds from the Reynolds Group. He's a great coach. Hey, somebody you'd love to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. And we'd also love to hear from you online. Just get in touch. We're at Brandwith Plus on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Brandwith, P-L-U-S, Brandwith Plus. And we'll see you there. Coming up, Steve shares some of the best advice he's ever gotten, both personal and professional. Music Master. Less stress, more yes. Hi, this is Jerry Butler from the team at Music Master. One of my favorite tips for classic format programmers is to use the breakable one-day, one-hour offset rule for artist keywords. It's not just for songs. That way, your listeners won't have the same sampling of artists each time they tune in, and we turn the variety knob up to 11. If you want to know more easy ways to keep your station sounding fresh, contact us today. Music Master. Music scheduling the way it should be. Listen today. Lead tomorrow. Brand with On Demand. We are with Steve Reynolds, probably one of the greatest coaches that you could ever even want to be around. Mm -hmm. And he's got the best advice. And we'd like to ask him now, Steve, what's the best media advice that you've ever gotten? Wow. What a question, David. Can I give two pieces of advice that I've received sure. in my life that I want to share? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about two pieces of advice. One personal piece of advice that impacted me professionally, and I want to give you a piece of professional advice I was given that impacted me personally. First, the personal piece of advice. Years ago, when I was young, trying to find my way as a talent, someone said to me, why don't you go have counseling? Why don't you go to a therapist, figure yourself out. And I'm always game for many new adventures, although kind of safe, but that's, you know, it's kind of dangerous. Let's go and learn about Steve. And so every Wednesday at noon, I hopped in my car when I programmed WRAL in Raleigh, and I'd stop at a subconscious sub shop on Hillsborough Street by NC State's campus. And I picked up a sub and I'd drive to Durham where I visited with Dr. Catherine Fulkerson. Every Wednesday at noon for seven years, probably four years longer than I needed to go. Every great thing in my life came from that work. And I think if I were on the air today, I would be much more genuine and authentic and real with the audience. What I learned about me brought me so many good things professionally that I share with talent. Um, there are talent in my time, in my 20 years of coaching where I've very softly said, maybe, maybe you should see someone about that, all that. They're upset with their partner consistently or they can't break through or they're very scared about their work environment. I was that typical. I was that guy that when I was on the air that I would walk by the boss's door was closed. Mm -hmm. And I had absolutely convinced myself that I was the topic of conversation on the other <laughs> side. And they were discussing how I was going to be fired. It, it's <laughs> delusional. I look back on, I'm embarrassed that I thought that. But I was that guy. I mean, it's therapy, I think, that brought me to the ability to share that with you. I'm a big fan of Brene Brown and her conversation about vulnerability, all of this. For, for me to understand me better so I can be a better professional for the shows I work with and if I were on the air to be a better talent. So... To the person who gave me that personal advice, I don't think they realized what impact it would have on me professionally. I received a lot of professional advice when I started the company. 
that I can share with you. But the one that I wish to in this conversation came from Pierre Bavard, who right now works for Westwood One, great guy. At the time, he worked for Coleman Research at the time, not Coleman Insights. And I said to Pierre, okay, going to start the company. Give me a piece of advice. And Pierre said to me, "This I've held on to this for 20 plus years. Pierre said to me, whatever you have, give it away. And I'm like, hmm, what does that mean? He said, not going to tell you and you'll know it when you see it. And what he was telling me was to create value from a business perspective, but more so just because it's the right thing. If you have a skill set and someone knocks on your door, give it to them. Just give it to them. And I've had that um, as part of my philosophy as a person that I, in my time in doing this work, I've never taken money but twice from talent. And, and I won't share who they are. You know both of them. They are multimillionaires, both of them. And they had the resources to pay me. And so I made exceptions. Generally, it's like I want the company to pay me because the company has the larger upside of the ad revenue if we make the ratings go up. So if a talent calls and says, hey, I want to employ you, I say, nope, I'm, you don't make much and I'm not going to take your money. I'll work for free. So if talent comes knocking on my door and asks me to review a break, listen to a show, um, give them a piece of advice, my answer 100% of the time is yes, because it means they're not getting it in their building. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not getting it because probably their program director or managers are just too busy managing a zillion other things. And so they've come to me because I might've said something that intrigued them. So I'm going to give it to them for free because that's the right thing to do. And that piece of professional advice has impacted me personally because I feel like when I wrap all this up, I've done my share of making the industry better. And I feel better about Steve because of that. Good stuff. So Steve, since we got you here, I'm going to ask one more question. If you had one piece of advice, just one, that you were going to be giving somebody that's just starting out in the business, what would it be? Can I, I can't negotiate the one piece of advice, Skipper. I never have just one piece of advice. <laughs> okay. You're a tough bargain. Go for it. Well, first, be a good person. I listened to your interview with Phil Becker from Alpha. I don't know Phil, but you asked him a question about what it looks for in talent. And I was captured when I heard that. For those listening to this, go back and listen to the Phil Becker conversation if you haven't. It's brilliant. And he said he's looking for talented people. Be a good person. Make this about everyone else before you make it about you. I think from a practical standpoint, the one piece of advice I would give Kipper is get to know people. We are in an incredibly small industry and the people who are in this industry still are great human beings at the highest level of all of these companies. Some of them get bad raps because they're the big bad suit, but we, I know them because my company is sort of designed to know them and right. they're all smart and great human beings. They may not be able to return an email or call you back because they got a billion things going on. But if you go to a convention, pull one of these people over, they'll give you all the time in the world because they're good people. Go network. And if you get to know those folks at the highest level, you'll learn something and opportunities will open for you. 
the talent coach, Steve Reynolds. Great to have him on the pod today. We have links to his website, some great articles and more in our regular show notes email. We'll send out before every episode. You can easily get it. Just scroll down, enter your information for your free subscription. As always, our thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber and associate producer Hannah B. And coming up next... Hi, it's Erin Cooper. On the next Brandwith On Demand, find out how any and all broadcast and digital skills can be transferable to radio, how to embrace those skills, and how I was a news reporter that became a professional fangirl. That's a wrap, Kipper. Nothing's going to change around you until you change. We'll talk about change in the one-minute Martinizing. Find it in the show notes at brainwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide.